Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto. I'm very excited to have my good buddy, Mr. Richard Manuli on the pod today. Rick, how you doing, buddy? We're good. We're recording. We're recording, yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> uh, this is a very special podcast, uh, one that Rick and I have been talking about doing for, geez, I don't know, a month or two at least. Um, and we're going to affectionately title this the Movie Podcast. Yeah. Rick and I are avid movie watchers. We... No, Siri, not you. Um, we're both avid movie watchers. I probably watch 20 movies a week. Rick a little bit less. He's got some children that inhibit that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go through some of our favorites, hot button topics, likes, dislikes, the whole nine yards. I want to kick it off very easily. What's your favorite movie of all time? It's pretty loaded. I mean, uh, <laughs> it would probably be a tie. So if I was going on desert, I only have to watch I'll make it two movies. It's a Kill Bill Volume One and Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Wow, interesting. Interest. That's Desert Island. Two choices. Neither one of those would be yours. No, I would have to have something with a little bit of hope in it. <laughs> okay. I don't think either of those movies would particularly like. Okay, so maybe you get yeah. Kill Bill One and Two with package. So yeah. it's not like it's a you know cliffhanger. Either. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'd be like a rom-com and then like, you know, uh, something like everything everywhere all at once. Something to like make me think that there's life is still worth living, even though I'm alone, stuck on a deserted island. Oh, so if we're doing that theme, then I guess I would go with Shawshank then. Wouldn't be possible. Shawshank, I, I have the list in front of me. Shawshank was ranked the number one IMDb movie of all time. All time. How do you feel about that? I, I would need to see, I mean, if you want to root off the other... I'll give you, I'll give you the IMDb top ten, Shawshank, Godfather Part One, The Dark Knight, mm -hmm. Godfather Part Two, Twelve Angry Men, wildly overrated, yeah, Schindler's List, okay, Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King, great movie, Pulp Fiction, Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Ring, and The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. I personally love, 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 love Lord of the Rings. Having two of them in the top ten of the greatest movies of all time seems a little crazy to me. Yeah, to me, Return of the King is the only one that should be in the top. Agreed. 20, even, maybe. But, yeah. Uh, hearing that that's the top ten, and I'd love to see maybe the top 50 are, Shawshank, again, kind of going back to what we first said, is probably on there because it's... And a Dufresne. And it's... <laughs> Andy was here. Um, yeah, because it's a, a happy ending movie. I mean, those other ones are... It, Shawshank is definitely in my in my own personal top ten. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those movies where if it's on cable, I'm watching it no matter what. Like I I've, I've probably watched it a hundred times on TBS or TNT, mm -hmm. and not mad about it at any time. Like I don't care if I'm watching it for two and a half hours because of commercials. It's just a great movie. But like cinema masterpiece, like I think I put Godfather Part Two above that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I I love the Godfather series. Three is a joke. Uh. Yeah, but like I've put Godfather Part Two ahead of Godfather Part One in terms of that. yeah. I don't know how this list is comprised. Whether it's like people voting or what, you know, the next five is Forrest Gump, Fight Club, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Inception, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, having Lord of the Rings, all three films in the top fifteen movies of all time, I think is like a, an egregious overstep. Like, so then it brings like a good topic that I had in my notes was what's a better fantasy sci-fi series is star wars or lord of the rings better 
or two totally different things? They are two totally different things. And I think you can compare the two of them. Mm -hmm. I think you have to, are like, are you looking at the initial trilogy of Star Wars? Because, yeah. okay. Because there was the second three and the third three and, you know. Yeah, no, not the 2000s. Okay. Um, we're going to ignore those completely. Yeah. Um, mm, tough. Wow, that's tough. I don't know. Like, I'm going to go Star Wars. No, I'm going to go Lord of the Rings. And why is that? I'm just thinking of the new Rings of Power TV series. Very, very, very powerful show. Mm -hmm. Impacted me a lot. I thought it was fucking awesome. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you're in for a treat. I think considering that that show and the dragon, uh, what's the Fire of Dragons? House of Dragons yeah. came out at the same time. Yeah. I'm shocked. I personally think that it was way better than House of Dragons. It wasn't even close in my opinion. I think twice the price. It did cost twice the price, but a good portion of that cost was effects. Well, effects, and they had to buy the rights, so there was there was a lot to be there. Um, I think Lord of the Rings. What about you? So I don't know if I ever told you the story, or if the father senior did, but my dad worked on redubbing the original three Star Wars. That's what he did. Oh, so I've always had a close nostalgia connection to it when they remastered all of them in the like 97 98 99 kind of like getting ready for episode one two three so all those in the theater so i'd probably lean more towards star wars as like it, it kind of checks off all the boxes but at the same time like return of the king i think is just like if that was even a standalone movie that movie's just is epic it's yeah amazing. it's it's hard also to compare because the cinematography capabilities you're talking 30, 30 plus years difference. Yeah, it's hard. So, yeah, I, like I, I don't think you can fault anyone for saying Star Wars, and you couldn't fault anyone for saying Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, so leave it as a draw. It's a draw. They're both great. I like. I, I probably rewatch each of them every year. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I'm. I have like a pretty robust movie library. Yeah, those nine Star Wars movies. And uh, you know, three Star Lord of the Rings movies are are rewatched often. I mean, Episode One, we could probably just skip over that. Why you don't like Jar Jar? He's all right. He's <laughs> all right. I mean, like Attack of the Clones. All right, like setting a little story up. Like to me, um, you need to just see Episode Three. I li listen. I think Empire being on the list and top fifteen makes sense. I. I, I do really love that movie, and I do love the entire initial trilogy. I, I think the second the, – sorry, the third three that just came out um, with centered around the Ray storyline gets a lot of flack. I actually think they're pretty decent. Yeah. Um, it's kind of recycled. of Very much story. recycled. But, like, I think they're the – it hits on the nostalgia factor, and they're good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I love them both equally, I think, yeah. But back to this list, though, I mean, again, you notice that – they put Shawshank one. Could it be that putting Schindler's List or Pulp Fiction is a little too R-rated to have that be like the number one movie of all time? I think cinematically, I I think Pulp Fiction is flawless. I think yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great film. I think I love Tarantino. I think he's makes very wholly unique films. Mm -hmm. My biggest problem is like the Quarantino fanboys that just like suck his dick everything he does. Yeah. It's like, listen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. It was 45 hours long. Like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, at some point, you're just stroking your ego for the third hour and 30 minutes of like fucking 
a contrived story that's you know it was it was good i enjoyed it it was a little too long you could have cut 20 minutes in and out of here but <laughs> could have cut an hour from the movie easily yeah but to me like and i i feel like there's two eras like before and after kill bill like hateful aid and uh you know django uh, and glorious bad they're great movies but i still feel like the 90s Tarantino is, is is better. Yeah, I wouldn't say he peaked, but from a storytelling perspective, he it felt like he had more to say in, in his early days. He had more to prove, and a lot of his later stuff is more like an homage to a Hollywood gone by. Yes, and he which is fine. Like his, his magnum opus is Kill Bill. Yeah, I mean th they're his best movies for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm shocked on that top. Even 20, is there any, um, well, I do see it right there, is there any uh, Scorsese movies, I guess, uh, Goodfellas? Goodfellas at, at 17. I mean, let's go deep. Uh, better filmmaker, Scorsese or Tarantino? Yeah, that's that was one of the things I'd send. Um, again, totally different, but they. you know what I like about both of them is uh, Needle Drop, which anybody listening doesn't know that. It's just, you know, music placement, a movie, they both master that. And Goodfellas, I mean... The music's great, and so is in Pulp Fiction. Goodfellas very much in my top ten. Um, I, Ray Liotta's performance in that movie is like it's his best. I just, yeah, I think about how well he played that role mm -hmm. from the young when they're walking through the club at the Copa or whatever. It just like that long shot, the long shot. Yeah, like that scene is so iconic, and yeah, he was just fucking great. And then the paranoid, you know cokehead that he was at the end of it helicopter. yeah it's like he just played the part perfectly and like i mean the supporting cast in that movie is unbelievable too and that's not taking anything against the cast of any of tarantino's movies they're incredible as well um i just think you know as an italian from new jersey i have a soft spot for any sort of mafia related film and that's where i would lean into at the end is you know being italian from new jersey like uh i mean casino and goodfellas are just if it's on on tv like yeah I'm watching it although casino is a little too long too yeah i think that's like I remember having it. Uh, my parents had it on VHS. That was a double. That was a double, a tape. double tape. Yeah, that, Titanic style. Face was double tape. Godfather two, double tape. Titanic. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Tarantino. And then it's hard. I mean, they're because then as far as like Scorsese, like I think Wolf of Wall Street, so underrated. I think that movie's epic too. It's honestly crazy. I feel like you know, like uh, Leo got the makeup call with the Revenant getting the Oscar because he should have won for Jordan Belfort because. His portrayal of that character was unreal, unreal, and and honestly, the fact that Wolf of Wall Street's not even in the top twenty, that's pretty crazy. I'm also like, I, I don't know what we're basing this, this list on because there's no everything everywhere all at once in the top fucking forty here, and I think without question, it's one of my favorite movies of all See, time. Parasite, right there. So they are taking into account newer films. Parasite was incredible as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, such a wildly unique story, something that I never for one fucking second saw coming mm -hmm. uh, that's in my top 10 also i mean everything everywhere at once is a profoundly wonderful movie mm -hmm. i think it's so different from anything i've ever watched and i felt sort of a similar way to parasite and just filmmakers who do things differently and creatively from what we see in the mundane sort of cinema i i like and, and it's like a dying breed i mean like nothing against uh michael bay but it's like all movies now are like the ADD style. It's like change, change yeah. shot, change shots, like five seconds, like long shots. Like we just talked about with Goodfellas, like of the whole, just walking through the kitchen of the Copacabana. Like, well, speaking of, well, speaking of long shots, what was it? 1917, 1917, one long continuous shot for the yeah. entirety of the film. 
I mean, it takes Birdman was like that too. Oh, Birdman was like that too. Yeah. You know, I listen. I think Michael Keaton is incredible in that. I didn't really love the movie. It was okay. It was okay. I'll see it again, but yeah, he's uh, yeah. Michael Keaton's also very underrated. I I hope he has like a you know resurgence of his career. He already has since Birdman. He's been in a ton of shit. The Spider Man movie and Except now he's gonna be Batman again. Yeah, no, for like five minutes, I think. Right? I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's a cameo. Yeah, I mean that brings up the whole can of worms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Cinematic Universe. Are they, according to Are they movie? Well, I, I, I listen. I love Marty Scorsese. That was. That was some bullshit. Like what? A low blow. Yeah. What? What Marvel has done for the movie industry as a whole, in essence, has kept it alive. Like movie theaters solely exist because of Marvel movies. Yeah, they couldn't just survive survive on the you know Cannes Film Festival or uh, what's the one Sundance. Like you can't just have. I love art movies, but you, you wouldn't survive. And without the the blockbusters, you can't exist. Like how are you going to put your movies out? Exactly. Yeah. And like I, I got to be honest, I had this conversation with my dad all the time because. Pre-COVID, we used to go to the movies like once a week. We would yeah. go see whatever was out. We would just see a movie. It'd be like a Father Sunday. We would go catch a film. And it was always like, you know, a marginally expensive experience. And the movie theater by our house is shit. It's gone to ruin. It's about the one in Wayne. Yeah. It's it's horrible. Even, if, even though they've like recently updated in the last five years, it's still just shitty. And... Like, the movie-going experience is no longer fun. It's no longer enjoyable. And if you're going to go spend $65 to see a fucking movie between two tickets, a popcorn, and two drinks, it's like, I'd rather watch it at home. Yeah. Like, there, there's just no... I would rather pay $50 to watch a movie the day it comes out at home on my fucking big screen than go to the movies. Weren't they doing that for a bit where it's like... Only really know, during COVID. During COVID where it was like 30 something dollars and yeah. seeing it the same drop. Yeah, I watched um, a couple movies like that during COVID. They're all slipping my mind now. I'm okay with that. Twenty nine ninety nine to watch a, f- a movie the day it comes out. I'm totally cool with that. I don't mind that at all. But do you own it or it's still like... No, no, no. Have- it's a straight <laughs> rental. Straight rental. Yeah. I had an interesting experience because I own... I, I'm going to... Man, this is a terrible admission. I own over 200 movies on Apple, which is gross. It's like fucking five thousand dollars. It does shelf space. It does. It does save shelf space for sure. Tongue tongue twister. Yeah. Um. So I own a lot. Um. But like a few years ago, I noticed that a few movies that I had purchased through Apple were not in my library anymore, and I was like, "Well, what the hell is that about?" So I messaged Apple, and then you know there comes into this very peculiar relationship with how movies are now on streaming and stuff. Um. They gave them back to me, whether they were allowed to or not, or what the process was i don't know but yeah real weird so it was the art of owning because now i think you get like 4k blu-ray like is that art truly dead like physically owning a movie i don't think it's dead i don't i think you know when you look at playstation and xbox which are developing um you know new hardware systems for Mm -hmm. gaming that all include physical discs i don't think that it will die it will become less and less it will only die when the market for them dies, when people stop paying for them. And there's always a niche like video file. Again, don't want to go down this road, but streaming's great. But if you have a 4K Blu-ray, it's you know it's uncompressed. It's still not the same. So if you have the gaudy setup, then you know have at it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I have a sickness where I will basically watch any romantic comedy ever. And I've started going through like some old ones that I I, I I think are like probably 
some of the best movies of all time, which are just like an egregious statement. Um, I watched a hilarious year 2000 movie this week called Boys and Girls with Freddie Prince Jr. And I forget the actress's name. It's like 90s. No, no, no. That's his wife. No. 90s rom-coms. They were it. Like the movie was so predictable and safe, but also fantastic. Um, and I think there's like a lost art of rom-coms nowadays because like the stories are just getting very convoluted and out there. Um, one of my favorites of all time is 500 Days of Summer. I don't know if you like that. Still not seen it. You, what? See, I know. What? You gotta, me, you gotta give me like the, the Rick homework list. Oh my God. Did you watch Everything Everywhere All at Once yet? Still not. I, I watched Smile. I wanted to have Smile before we, we came to this. Oh man. Rick. I've stopped, bro. I know that dad life, you don't have that, you know, you get the free hours, you want to take a nap. I get it. Mm. Jeez. Okay. Um, I loved Smile. I thought from a horror perspective, they ticked all of the boxes. It was creepy enough and it had enough jump scares and the story was developed enough mm -hmm. that I think it was a perfect horror movie. Yeah, definitely with the jump scares and the audio, I felt it, now go watch the Naomi Watts ring again. It's it's like to the T, like very similar format. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I haven't seen the ring in 20 years, but yeah, it's about the ring is they use like a blue filter the whole time through the movie. So it gives you that dreary thing is in Seattle. But as far as like audio building up scene changes, like that's exactly what smile did so really like i really liked it i'm glad you liked it as well because i i was like it, it was a surprisingly good movie because a lot of critically acclaimed horror movies lately like x like uh, did you see x yeah. i thought it was good it wasn't it, it wasn't anything scare me like smile didn't smile scary yes yeah it was freaky yeah and i like that i like being like oh shit like didn't expect that you know like even just like very subtle like the scene where the girl that spoiler that like committed suicide in the beginning of the movie was like over by her like kitchen in the dark like that that was creepy very like nightmarish yeah it was just fucking really well done if you haven't seen smile yet go watch smile it was fucking really good um and and probably one of my favorite movies i've recently watched um i saw cha-cha real smooth it's an Apple TV movie. I don't know if you saw that. I've seen the ads for it, yeah. So the kid who made the movie, and he's a kid. I think he's like, geez, I don't know, early 20s. He wrote, directed, and starred in this movie. And it's hard to call it a romantic comedy because it's like it straddles that 500 days of summer comedy, dramedy kind of thing where it's like you're laughing, but it's also like fucked up, mm -hmm. but like really good. I mean, I don't know how old this kid is, 25, 26 years old. An amazing film. I, I'm not exaggerating. I've watched it probably four times, and every time I watch it, I am marveled at this kid's ability to tell a story. So is it nostalgic to the 90s, early 2000s rom-com, or it's like no. a new spin on it? It's a new spin on it. Yeah, it's – he just – just like the – it's hard to talk about without giving away the whole movie, but he tells a grown-up story from a kid's perspective, mm -hmm. and the way that like, you know – you can go through heavy shit at a young age in life. You could be in your early twenties and deal with like some pretty heavy fucked up shit. Yeah. And he does in this movie, but he tells the story like a person who's mature beyond his years. And I think just the, the emotions he's able to evoke throughout this film are just like really impressive. I was truly blown away by the film. I really, really loved it. Yeah. Really good. Put it on the list. Cause you obviously didn't watch anything that we talked about. <laughs> I digress. So just about like, Deciphering what a rom-com is like in the 90s, 2000s, like, would you say Can't Hardly Wait 
has an aspect of rom-com at the end of it, though, because the underlying, even though it's a party movie, the story is that the main character really wants to get with Jennifer Love Hewitt and lands at the end. So is that a rom-com? So Can't Only Wait is a rom-com. It is. Um, I, you know, movie came out when we were in high school, probably junior high. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie. One of my favorites. It's, it's, I know it's like, you know, you look at it, it's like, oh, there's creepy kids like chasing after this girl, like who doesn't want or whatever. Um, I think it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a weirdly happy ending. It's, it, it's, I think because it's from the nineties, like it's, it's, there's going to be hard for a nineties movie. Me not to love. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure. It's a rom-com. Um, have you ever seen the movie about time? Think so. Jesus, some movie expert you are, Rick. Let me, uh, I can bring uh, that bring that top list up. I'll, I'll knock those all. This is not okay. Fine, we can go through the list, but I'm I'm going through my own list. About time, one of my favorite rom coms of all time. Uh, just incredible. Um, let's go through the top two fifty then. Um, okay, we left off on Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back. Sixteen through twenty is The Matrix. Yep. Goodfellas, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Seven. And Seven Samurai. Can't say I ever saw Seven Samurai. Nope. Um, Who's nice? Have you seen that? Yes. Great movie. Great movie. Um, 21 through 25. I think these are all really good. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life, Silence of the Lambs, Saving Private Ryan, City of God, Interstellar. I haven't seen City of God yet. That's been on my list. It's, yeah. I got to be honest. You could have told me that movie was from 1982. And then now looking at it and it says 2002. I'm shocked. Really fucked up movie. Very good. Um, what was the... What was the movie? Like, it's not even on this list, and it should be. Lahine, whatever that was? Yeah. I mean, that uh, that Instagram page that we won't drop the name of, it's uh, fucking good movies. Yeah. Yeah, they they really, they, they sweat that one hard. I I have, I think maybe it's just like a, it looks an like aversion. It's beautifully. It's a wonderfully cinematic movie. Uh, the pacing of it is fantastic. I think it's hard for me to get into foreign language films. Um, it's although. All, it's all in French. Yeah. Okay. And then I. Th- uh, although, like, Cinema Paradiso is probably my second favorite movie of all time. Watch that. I took a film appreciation class in college and made to watch Cinema Paradiso. Yeah, I mean, any movie scored by Ennio Morricone is bound to talk at the heartstrings. That movie is, I mean, did it win, I think, did it win the Oscar for Best Foreign Film? Maybe? I don't know. I might have made that up. Um, so, Interstellar also, one of the movies I watch 50, I probably watch it 50 my wife times a year. hates that movie. Hates it. The whole um, Melissa when they get to the planet where um, they're too close to the black hole. Oh yeah, and yeah, the whole <laughs> she, the whole space time continuum thing, and as far as that, you know, time is the relativity that that really like bugs her out. That that's not that it's it's a theory. I mean, I guess it's real. It's real. We just have never experienced it. That bugged her out when they came back, and he had been there for like twenty three years. Yeah, really I get it. Bugged her out. But I think, yeah, that's a great movie. I love it. It's, I literally watch it. I'm not exaggerating. Fifty times a year. It's. I like Chris Nolan. It's amazing. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. Um, next up, Life is Beautiful. Wonderfully yep. traumatic film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Mile. Uh, Star Wars. This is. Looks like a New Hope. Yeah, New Hope. Terminator 2 and Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Great movie in the top 30. I don't know. Terminator. Sorry. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Top 30. Best films of all time. Not even in my top. No, probably just for its effects. I mean, it was a standout James Cameron movie. Yeah. I don't know. Parasite, which is on the next five. The newest movie. Is 34. And I think it. 
completely shits on Terminator 2, like it's not even close. Again, I, I bet you this list is based on, you know, maybe timeline impact, like, you know, Terminator 2 maybe was an impactful movie at the time. Yeah, maybe. Spirit and Away, which is a cartoon, don't know what that is. The Pianist, fucking fucked up movie. Uh, Psycho, great movie. Mm-hmm. Parasite. The original one, right? The original, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Professional, amazing movie. What was the guy's name? And Natalie Portman? I forget his name. Yeah, that was like Natalie Portman's first movie. Yeah, she was like 12. And uh, Gary uh, Oldman's in that. Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman. Is he? Yeah. Gary Oldman, wow. He's been in every... He's, oh, yeah. yeah. He's been in fucking everything. Holy shit. Um, 36 through 40, Lion King. Uh, probably my favorite Disney movie of all time. So that, that's a good topic to jump into. Like, Disney movies that are worthy of being on the top list. Like, maybe Frozen. Like, is no. Frozen no? For, like, a new era, though. You don't think Frozen was... Kids love Frozen. I don't love Frozen. It's okay. That's what I'm saying. For the new era, like, you probably... Like, uh, dude, I'll tell you right now, fucking loved uh, Coco. Fucking loved... Coco's great. Cried a good tear during Coco. Encanto's amazing. Great movie. Uh, Ratatouille's amazing. All these movies are great. Um, But the golden era of the 90s... Yeah. Yeah, you got Aladdin. Aladdin, yeah. Yeah, that era was, yeah, it was different. It was different. Deck of cards there. Yeah, and I also don't understand the need or the desire to remake all those movies as live action. I could do without it. I don't need it. Yeah, they're doing uh, Little Mermaids coming up soon, and they're, yeah, they're doing it. They did Lion King. They did Aladdin. They're doing Little Mermaid. I, why? The cartoons are fine. My nieces, my nieces and nephews still watch The Lion King. They still watch Aladdin. They love the fucking Little Mermaid. Snow White is like ninety years old. Yeah, who? I just I don't know why it all needs to be remade. Um, Gladiator. Well, yeah, money. Uh, unbelievable film. Yeah, that's uh. Now is that Ridley Scott or that's uh? To- it's Tony Scott. That's Ridley Scott, right? Ridley. Yeah. He's uh the alien. He's alien. I mean, he's he's got great resume. My one of my favorite movies that uh, Melissa and I watch uh, once a year. We used to watch when we started dating was Man on Fire. Oh, what a movie! What a movie! The two like the there's one scene where Denzel Washington is like going somewhere to, like fuck shit up, like or even like when she gets kidnapped, like they're in there and like the the church bells are going off and like the pigeons are flying away like like focusing on little things and like the cars are coming up like you know like really setting the tone like something bad is like yeah in the back it's the head. pacing yeah he's, he's good at that yeah really Scott's right with that um i think it's funny how good denzel is in a role where like that movie and then the equalizer films like him on a mission to fuck shit up it's unrivaled i mean better than liam neeson Craps on the. I know I have a certain set of skill. <laughs> yeah, I mean the first the first one was good. I didn't see any of the other uh, take into yeah. but you still can't forget about. I mean, well, he's Denzel has had a great career. But, I mean, like Philadelphia definitely put him on the map, but can't forget about Training Day. Like him Ooh. seeing him as like an, as a villain. Uh easily his best role. Easily, he won the Oscar for that, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh or did he win it for American Gangster? Can't remember. I don't think you wanted for American. Gangster. I mean, still, great I movie. Think, uh, yeah, training day. Training day is fucked up. Uh, American History X, The Departed, definitely in my top ten. Yep. The Usual Suspects. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Forty-one personal favorite, The Prestige. I think that's a very underrated movie that Nolan did. That 
Steve and I would always like watch that all the time. That's a great movie. And at the end, like there's a line that um, why can't I think of his name? Christian Bell. No, Michael Kane. Uh, Michael Kane. Um, where he talks about the difference between like a magician and a wizard. A magician is making things up. A wizard that the magic is real. Like he has some line in there like that. I got to find the quote, but that stuck with me forever. But that movie is great. Amazing movie. And like again. I know this is a subjective list that we're basing our discussion over better than 41. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's a top 20 film of all time. Creativity, completely unique story, never been done before. Why is it? Because, you know, when I talk to people about Nolan movies, they forget about the prestige. So for probably why it's 41 is why it like, it slips out of people's minds. Like, there's always Inception, Interstellar, and obviously the Batman movies. And Perseus gets pushed to the back. And even when I see comment sections on, you know, Reddits or whatnot, people are always like, where's, where's the love for the prestige? Yeah, I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite films. Of Maybe it's the timepiece. Maybe that could be it. Could be. People don't love that shit. That's old. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Uh, Whiplash, unbelievable. And like, come on. I mean, Casablanca, number 43. Could That should be in the top 10 of very, greatest. Another very long movie. That oh, it's 17 hours very, long. Four hours. <laughs> It's crazy and for back then that, I mean, people were just in the theater for like four hours. They would take a break. Yeah. Uh, Grave of the Fireflies, never seen it. Mm-hmm. Hikari, never seen it. Uh, the Untouchables, 2011. I've seen parts of it, but yeah. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. Charlie Chaplin, Modern Times, never saw it. Once Upon a Time in the West, saw it. Cinema Paradiso, again, 49. This is a top 20 movie of all time. Um, Rear Window, never saw it. Great movie. Alien. Fifty-one. Yeah, and that's talk about a movie that still holds up as scary because, like, I saw it recently in the past month or two. There's the part where <laughs> I forget the guy's name in it, but he's trying to find the cat, and the alien. The, the way the shot is like he's looking at the cat, shine the light on him, and then the camera's pointing behind him. When the alien drops down, there's not a sound. Yeah, that he makes like that's still like you know freaky. Ridley Scott has yeah. off to him on that. Chaplin City Lights, never saw it. Apocalypse Now. Great movie. Very long. <laughs> yeah, very, very long. But yeah, like those Vietnam movies, though, I think that's still my favorite one. I haven't seen Platoon in a while, but that's that's also a pretty nitty-gritty movie. I think mm, that's what I'll Apocalypse Now I like it. better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Memento. You ever seen Memento? That's with Guy Pierce. Great yeah, where he's fucking the, movie. Yeah. The tattoos like, yeah. and like, yeah, holy shit, what a great movie. Uh, 55, Django. Good. Not great. Maybe a little high for that movie. Yep. Uh, 56, Raiders, Lost Ark. I I mean, again, you know, that's a little bit late for... Like Raiders and Back to the Future. Like, why is Back to the Future so far up? 30 places ahead. They're both like good, feel-good family movies. Yeah. Well, family, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, I agree. Uh, Back to the... I would think, personally, that... Yeah, Raiders is better than Back to the Future. Well, different. At any time, I mean, I feel like uh, Back to the Future is always on some fucking channel every weekend. <laughs> but uh, the first one's great. Second one, it's kind of a little weird. It's like uh, Biff kind of reminds me of Donald Trump in that one. Yeah. <laughs> the alternate 19. He's playing like a pre-Donald Trump, Donald yeah. Trump. I don't know. Indiana Jones to me, I, I don't know. There's something weird about like the nostalgia aspect of it. Like both those movies were big when we were kids. So it's like. I don't the know. second one was Temple of Doom was a little weird, but like 
the first and the third one, which is yeah, um, Raiders and Last Crusade, were like very much similar because yeah, brought the Nazi situation back. Yeah, um, another animated film, Wally Love. So that seems second animated movie, right? Uh, there was like some weird second. ones that we didn't know. American ones. I mean, like yeah. Lion King, then this. See, that's that's strange. Yeah, um, I like Wally. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lives of Others, 2006. Never saw it. Mm-hmm. Sunset Boulevard, 1950. Never saw it. Paths of Glory, 1957. We've never seen Rear Window. You need to do a uh, Hitchcock marathon. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. 61, The Shining. See, that should be higher. That's a great movie. That should be higher. I mean, 61. Yeah, let's talk about Kubrick. I mean, is that the first Kubrick movie? Is it 61 or we must have missed the Kubrick movie? I don't think we missed any. What would we have missed? 2001. Nope. I feel like it's not. Space Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah, no. Didn't pass it. Nope. Yeah, 61 is the first Kubrick movie. Yeah, that's stupid. But I guess, again, with the vibe I'm getting from this list is that Shining's on there because that hits all the targets of that. This is a very sellable blockbuster movie where 2001 is an acquired taste. I think this is a bad list. Being that we're a third of the way through, a fourth of the way through... I'm not. I'm not thinking this is the best list. There's an um, agenda. There is an agenda. Yeah. Um, sixty-two, the Great Dictator, Chaplin movie. That's S- his most famous movie. Yeah. Sixty-three, Avengers: Infinity War. So it's the first Marvel movie. First Marvel movie. Not first comic movie because Dark Knight was top ten. Yeah, and I think there is a distinction between the Nolan movies being quote unquote comic book movies and Marvel movies because. The Nolan movies are films that happen to center around a protagonist that happens to be a superhero. But they are films. Yeah, if they were just in just regular humans, it would still be a great movie. Right. Batman Joker. They didn't need Batman to be Batman. It could have been any hero character. And how could you say about like the Tim Burton Batmans, though? I mean, that's a little more film noir. I'm sure they're not even on the list, I bet. No, but definitely a different vibe of what the new blockbuster marvel is so we've we've been around long enough that there have been a billion iterations of batman um i like the tim burton ones a lot i think they're very much like uh the cartoon which is slipping my mind uh animated series all right so my favorite batman is christian bell yeah. um, my second favorite is probably michael keaton yeah because that was our childhood the tim ones, yeah. yeah no i know um you know, there are others that played the role that I don't even, like, th- remember, like Clooney and Val Kilmer. And, I mean, like, they, everyone took a turn in the suit for a while. Um, I think the new one that came out with Robert Pattinson was a great fucking movie. Very good. It, was, it wasn't a, a superhero movie. It was a detective movie. And I think when you can tell a story that is, like, a character that everyone knows and do it in a different way. And very dark, too. And very dark. It Where the uh, the last several ones, yeah, like the the George Clooney, the Val Kilmer, and the Ben Affleck ones are you know very cookie cutter. And they're ter- and to be fair, they're terrible they're movies. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, anything that Ben Affleck played Batman in was trash, yeah. garbage, throwaway movies that shouldn't have existed. This is so weird. Like I, I know um, the Flash is coming out, so you have that. You have the Robert Pattinson one, and now there's still the Joker. I mean, like. I know there's like this whole multiverse thing, but like how many Batman movies can be going on simultaneously? I'm a little bothered by that. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. The Joker movie, however, was so good, and that's what's keeping it on base. Yeah. 
I'm curious what this second iteration is going to be like. Uh, Harley with Lady Gaga. Oh, you didn't know this. Did not know that. Oh yeah, it's a musical. I mean, maybe there'll be like small snippets of musical, but it was yeah, it was advertised a musical and Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. That's why she's casted for it. Come on. Wow. Um, okay, didn't know that. Yeah. I'm okay. A lot of people are like, oh, Lady Gaga. You give it a shot. Did you see A Star is Born? Yeah. One of the most heartbreaking movies. I cried. I wept it's in amazing. the movie. Yeah. Thanks, Rick. I know. Okay. One of us actually watches movies that the other one <laughs> sees. For the, the Chris Christopherson, I remember. Um, I watched that movie by myself in the movie theater and whenever year it came out and I was... Weeped. I, I wept, not weeped. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting next to like these three women. Somehow I was sat between four women in their 50s. So I was like the third of four in a row. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started crying and the woman next to me like handed me a tissue. It was pretty hilarious. But I was like, it was the only time in my life I was like, I think I might be living in the Truman Show because how does this happen in real life? Yeah, I mean, without spoiling the movie, I mean, the ending was sad how that the agent's like, yeah, Incredible. You're, you're ruining everything. And I just, you really felt. Oh man, unbelievable! Um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing the second one, and, and she's very talented. Like she's an American horror story. Like she is. I mean, she's not the top tier actress, but she could act. She can act absolutely. Yeah, New York girl, New Jersey girl, New Jersey girl, New York, New York girl. Yeah, like it. Um, Aliens, fifty sixty five. The second one uh, was, was okay. It's not, not even annoying. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man: The Spider Verse cartoon loved it. Very beautifully done movie. But that is. But like Actually, top, maybe it could go even a little. I don't ranking. know. Top fifty of all time. I don't know. I, I I personally am biased in that. I don't think an animated movie should be in the top fifty movies of all time. Fair enough. We got a hundred. The Lion King is way too far. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there should be any animated movies in the top fifty. Uh, American Beauty, incredible. Doctor Strange Love, very first. Only seen parts of it. Very. F is this the first? Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of something else. No. I'm thinking of... Dr. Strangelove is not Dr. Strange. Yeah. No, I know. That's not what I was thinking of. Is Dr. Strangelove a James Bond movie? No. No, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. What am I thinking of? Is it from Russia with Love? Mm, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises, 69. Old Boy, 70. Um, is this the one with... Uh... Oh, no. This is the uh, Korean version. So there was a movie with, um, who plays Thanos? What's his name? Josh Brolin. Yeah. There's a movie with, I thought it was called Old Boy, with James Brolin, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin yeah. um, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen. I thought it was called Old Boy. It's interesting with the two of them because they were in the Marvel movies. The most fucked up movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Is this, when does it come out? <sighs> Ten years ago. It's not no. It's not new. It's not old. It snuck out somewhere in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is fucked. I can't describe the movie without giving the entire plot away. If you watch it, I'm sorry. It is fucked. The whole movie goes along. You think it's one define fucked? Like I cannot that movie. Oh yeah, it's messed up. Oh, so messed up. And the whole movie goes along and you think it's one kind of movie. And you're like, this is, oh, wow, I can't believe this is so fucked up. Like, blah, blah, blah. Wow, this is crazy. And then at the end of the movie, the last 25, 35 minutes, there is a turn that happens in this movie that I was stunned 
and shocked by. Put it on my homework list. I don't. I can't even recommend have, it. To change to a subject of uh, fucked up movies, last night I couldn't sleep and I was thinking of adding this topic of fucked up movies. Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, um, Fear and Love in Las Vegas, one of my favorite movies, and Terry uh, Gilliam did directed that. His videography of movies he's done. Have you ever heard of The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus? Yeah. Was, uh, what, who was... That was Heath Ledger's final movie. He oh. actually died in the movie, and the way they changed the script was he changed, he transformed three times in the movie, and he became Johnny Depp, he became Jude Law, and he became Colin Farrell. His character changed, but really it was because he died. He died. Wild, weird movie, but there's another Gilliam movie called Tideland. Put that on your list. Super fucked up. Okay. So yeah. I have mine that you gave me. You put Thailand on your list. Deal. With uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, love oh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Well. You don't love Jeff he's, Bridges? He's a heroin addict in this, so it's, oh. it's, it's rough. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of, uh, what's the movie? Um, Rocking for a Dream. Yeah, great fucking movie. Fucked up movie. Yeah, that, the end is Dark. Very bad. Dark, very bad. Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Amadeus, Coco, Toy Story, Joker, great. This is where I think this is crazy. Braveheart, 76. That's a top 20 movie of all time. That is a cinematic masterpiece. Mel Gibson, one of his best movies ever. That Easily, yeah. Um, the Boat, never saw it. Avengers Endgame, great. Princess Monoke, don't know what that is. Once Upon a Time in America, I don't think I saw that. Okay, another terrible ranking. 81 for Goodwill Hunting. That's wrong. That's wrong. No. That is flat wrong. Um, your name, another cartoon, don't know it. Singing in the rain, okay, fine. Gene Kelly could be higher. Uh, three idiots, don't know what that is. Literally never heard of it. it oh, it's in, uh, I don't know what that is. I lied. Um, 85, Requiem for a Dream. Great fucking movie. Surprise it even, I mean, again, that's a dark movie, but at least it's appreciated. It is, is filmed very good. The scenes where the mother who was on amphetamines and like Shridge is coming after, like, yeah, very. If you wanted to feel the downfall of drugs and how bad it is, they really visualize it very well in that movie. They make it uncomfortable to watch. Wow. Yeah, it's, you're on. You're crawling out of your skin to not watch the movie anymore. Yeah, everyone's like, "Do you want to watch that again?" I mean, I would probably watch it one more time. I like, but it's 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 bad. I agree. It's one of those movies. There are some movies that are scary straight, or they're so good and in their horrificness that you never need to watch them again. We talked about a movie recently so that we never need to watch it again. I know. I'm losing it. Yeah. Recently. But yeah, Requiem is on that list. Um, 1963's High and Low. Don't know it. Toy Story 3, 87. Okay. That that ending, I'll tell you what I... I... But now they're making a Toy Story 6. So like, what? You know, come on. Which... Are you all caught up on them? Like, it's, it's, it's over. What, what are we still following? Like... It's stupid. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, they, and the end of three, I thought for sure. I, I mean, I definitely was choked up and crying. When he gave the toys away. Yeah, I was absurd. Yeah. Um, well, and then, like, they were going through, like, the fire pit thing or whatever. You have nieces. And, I mean, you, have you watched it recently? I have. Not not three. They've watched one. They may have watched four. Um, you know, they got weird tastes. They love Frozen. We watch, we watch Encanto all the time. Yes, uh, Raya, exactly. The Last Dragon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Um... I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, Capernaum, don't know what that is. Star Wars Return of the Jedi, 2001 A Space Odyssey, wow. 90. 
No, no good. Let me tell you about a movie that's not going to be in the top 100, and that's where we're going to stop on this list. Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called. It's with... Um, it's called, it's the drinking movie in Belgium. Yeah, with or, the villain from Casino Royale. Yeah, what the heck's his name? Oh, my God. I got to click this movie because he's in this. There's no James Dean movies on this top 100 list either. No, there's not. Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. The name of the movie is... The name of the movie is Another Round. Did you see it? I've not, but I've seen clips of the trailers of it. So they're working on that they keep a .5 BAC consistently, and they're all teachers, right? Yeah, they're teachers at like university, which I think they're. I don't know if they're high school kids or they're college kids. It's it's in the Netherlands or some European country. I don't it's remember. High school. Oh, yeah. Wonderful film. Uh, not even in the top hundred, which I think is insane. Um, I think in Paris wasn't on the list. You didn't see that, right? No. Okay. 91, Eternal Sunshine, Love, definitely within the top 100. I think that's accurate. Reservoir Dogs, could be higher. Yeah. That's a top 50 movie of all time. It's not, yeah, 50 or 75, but where is it right now? 92. Okay. 93, Come and See, no idea what that is. Uh, 94, The Hunt with Mads Mikkelsen, but I don't know what this is. Never saw it. Citizen Kane, 95, obviously, I think that needs to be a top 50 movie of all See, time. See, that's wild because I remember in my music appreciation class in college. Mo- movie or music? I actually took a music and a movie okay. class. I did both. Um, Citizen Kane on other lists is usually ranked the number one movie of all time. Yeah, I mean, it should should be easily be in the top 50, let alone yeah, top 20. There's only a few movies that are like 100 Rotten Tomatoes, like Wizard of Oz, like Gone with the Wind. And neither of those are in the top 250 of this list. And Citizen Kane is... I, I think, again, this is this is a, a popularity list. contest list. That lost my credit. Yeah, Citizen Kane is a top 25 movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 96 is 1931's Fritz Lang. Never saw it. Okay, 97, Lawrence of Arabia. That movie needs to be in the top 20 of all time. It's one... It's in... It was the very first epic film. There's like... Bias of old movies on this yeah. list. Uh, North by Northwest, Ikiru, and Vertigo. Okay. Vertigo is in, yeah, Vertigo and Rear Window. Uh, I think Ooh, Rear Window. Them. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah, great Hitchcock. A couple of notables I'll just scroll through. Uh, 102, Amelie, number 105, Full Metal Jacket, number 106, Scarface. That's a top 25 movie. Full Metal Jacket is yeah. amazing Kubrick movie. 107, Hamilton. That's stupid. That's a Broadway play. Shouldn't be on the top fucking 250 movies of all you time. Like the stream version? Yes. No, that's not a movie. 112 Up, love it. 113 Top Gun Maverick. Let me say unequivocally, Top Gun Maverick is the best action movie I've ever seen. In recent time? Yeah. Yes. Easily. I agree with you on that. Uh, 116 Taxi Driver, like this needs to be so much higher. Stupid. Die Hard, L.A. Confidential, Snatch. We're getting actually, we're actually finally getting into some good movies. Yeah, these are movies that we could like swap out some of the last 25. Indiana Jones, Last Crusade should be higher. 1917, I mean, it won Oscar Best Picture, how it's the 123rd best movie of all time. Too many movies. This is a dumb list. Um, Batman Begins, um, Wolf of Wall Street, Green Book, Casino, Truman Show, Pan's Labyrinth. There will be blood. Ooh, that was a movie. Who stole my milkshake? The Sixth Sense, Shutter Island, A Beautiful Mind, Jurassic Park, Kill Bill Volume One, one hundred and fiftieth movie of all time. That is a disgrace. The Great Escape. I mean, that's a top twenty-five movie of all time. So really, we should just restart the list at one hundred. 
Yeah. And maybe we could. I mean, No Country for Old Men, 148. Fucking amazing. Didn't that win the Oscar? Like, that's the best movie he's ever done. Yeah, crazy. Elephant Man, Raging Bull, V for Vendetta. Like, this is a. a, a, Vendetta is another one I haven't seen in a while. Prisoners. uh, Will Smith from The Matrix. Yeah, 168 Prisoners. That movie fucked. So fucked. So, what's your take on the end of that? Did they hear the whistle? Did Jake Gyllenhaal hear the whistle? Yes. Yeah, uh, Klaus one seventy eight. I actually loved Klaus. I cried at Klaus. Klaus teared me up. <gasps> Watch it. It's a Christmas movie. Okay, um, one seventy nine. Before Sunrise. Have you seen these three films? Before Sunrise, After Sunset, and or Before Sunrise, Before Sunset, and After Sunrise. I don't know. There's three films. It's Richard Linklater, I believe. Um, Ethan Hawke, yeah, Richard Linklater, uh, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi, they play the same characters in three different films at three different stages in their lives. So the first movie was like the early 1990s. The second movie was like late 1990s, early 2000s. And the third film was like, you know, mid 2010s. Um, fucking wonderful. I actually need to tell you. Series of the trilogy, different times. No, I... I didn't see the trailer. He has some of the trailer on those. Uh, he also did Boyhood. Um, if you recall, they Boyhood, f- I know they filmed that movie over oh, like so that's the same director. Same director. Oh, then I'm sure they're amazing. Um, they're okay. Before sunset, before sunrise. That's a great movie. That should be on the list. Days and Confused. Yes. So before sunset, before sunrise, and the third one is this is great for a podcast as I'm scrolling a list. Before Midnight. Okay. Three phenomenal films. If you haven't seen them, they're tremendously they wonderful. Long? They're adequately long. Um, Let's see. Ben-Hur, Gone Girl, 12 Years Ben-Hur's a Slave. Yeah. That's a classic movie. Uh, Yeah. Hacksaw Ridge, Mad Max, Fury Road. That's an interesting... I mean, 202 Monsters, Inc. Come on. That movie's overrated. Really? Mad Max. I love this. I'm more nostalgic. I like the original. Let's with, let's uh, go with why this. Let's go with why this fucking list is so stupid. The 211th best movie of all time on this list, Rocky. That's a top 20 film of all time. Yeah, I I would like. Is it to, the greatest sports movie ever? We need to. Well, I mean, Rudy's pretty good too. Is it better than Rudy? No, it's better than Rudy. It's Rocky better than is better than Rudy. But the end of Rudy, though, when he comes down the field, that's... A, Big a fucking scary. deal. Yeah. Like, okay. Cry like a boy. Rocky's better. Yes. Thank you. I, I'll tell you what. I I like Rocky Four better. It's a more exciting film. Okay. It's not a no. better movie. Agreed. There you go. Okay. So that is a deep dive into the top 250 of IMDb's movies of all time. I think it's horrible. I would like to go through my list of purchased movies because I've got a billion of them, and I want to talk about some of my favorites. We discussed About Time, uh, best rom-com I think ever. Um, Not in the top 250 of IMDb's, one of my favorites of all time, Almost Famous. How is that movie not in the top 250 best movies of all time? Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. Fun story, Cameron. If you're listening to this, please unblock me on Twitter. I don't know why you blocked me. Can't figure it out why. This is a personal plead. Come what on the podcast. Do? I'll tell you. Richard? I'll tell you what I did. And I'm pretty sure this is what it was because I can't figure it out. But he did a very short lived TV show on Showtime called Roadies or something like that. Yep. And 
I wanted it to give me that feeling that Almost Famous gave me. I was hopeful that the story was going to be... You set it too high. Yeah, I set a high foundation. And listen, it got canceled after fucking four episodes or five episodes. So it's not like I'm the only one that... It almost didn't get like greenlit out of pilot. Correct. So long story short, I, I, I think I tweeted him saying I wish that this show gave me that feeling that Almost Famous gave me. And I think he blocked me because of it. So... Beer bitch, but unblock me and come on the podcast and let's talk about movies. Um, I've got a bunch of the Avengers movies. So that actually, that story is based on because it's a fake band, obviously. But that was when he was with Led Zeppelin. That's what that was supposed to be. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, but life. Stillwater, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Baby Driver, great movie. Really, you never saw Baby Driver? Great little uh, action movie. Um, Begin Again, rom com. Yeah, I guess you don't like rom com. Big Short, great movie. No. Top 250 uh, of all time? That. I try to watch that like a couple times a year. Yeah, okay. It's not on the top 250 of all time. Billy Madison, not on the top 250 of all time. It's probably one of the top 25 comedies well, of all we, time. Yeah, so back to the IMDb list, it, it's definitely biased because where the Jim Carrey movies or where the Adam Sandler movies, obviously there was um, uh, Truman Show, but the comedic movies not on there. Ace Ventura? Well, that that was the topic that I brought to the table. <laughs> but I'll let you finish your movies, and then we'll uh, we'll get into my topic. Booksmart, great. Burnt, great. Yep. Um, Parody. So Charlie Bartlett, great fucking movie. You know what else they make the list? Um, the two new the A twenty four horror movies that uh, we've seen. Um, X. No, uh, Midsummer and Hereditary. Oh my God! Yeah, not in the. They should, they should be in the top. You know, they should be in the top two fifty. They should Hereditary be in the top fifty. Oh my God, they're so fucked up. Great movies. Yeah, Chef, amazing movie. Love Chef. Mm -hmm. uh, Crazy Stupid Love, top ten rom com of all time. That one I've seen. Dune. Too early to tell. I Did mean, you like it? Visually, it was a masterpiece. It yeah. is very slow, but I mean, I think Timothy Chalamet is the new Leonardo DiCaprio. Is that harsh to say? No, I don't think it's harsh. I think that's that's fair. He's so young. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once was not on the top 250 of all time. It is... Let me, Leaving it, House. It bears repeating. It is, I think, my favorite movie of all time. All time. If you watch that movie and that's don't like Island it, movie. that's one of my Desert Island movies, for sure. Ford versus Ferrari, awesome movie. The Gentleman, awesome fucking movie. The Goonies, awesome fucking Josh, Josh movie. Brolin. Yeah. Baby Brolin. Baby Brolin. Uh, her. You ever see it? Spike Jones. I've watched like you know on Fandango on YouTube you could like watch like ten clips of the movie. I I've seen I've seen the. It's an interesting. It's a weird movie. I really like it. It's a little dark. It's a little twisted. It's good. Oh, lucky. Um, it, so you know. Yeah. The child, the child in me, the '90s baby in me, Home Alone. Classic. Classic film. But is it a cinema masterpiece? No. It's a top two fifty movie of all time. One. Yeah, Home Alone 1. Yeah, well, T-50, yeah, okay. Uh, action movies in our last 10 years, some of the best, and not on the top 250 movies of all time, the John Wick trilogy. I can't. Those are great fucking action movies. Mm -hmm. They need to be in the top 100 of action movies of all time. If you want to say maybe not in the top 250 of all movies of all time, fine. Fine. Maybe they're just pivoting that action movies now don't compare to like, I feel like there was a golden era of action movies. And to me, like that Instagram page that we follow, like the 90s were a great time for movies. They were an amazing time for movies. Full yeah. stop. 
Add two to the list. Little Big League and Little Giants. Amazing. Giants, so good. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Would recommend. About League of Their Own. Wonderful. But that wasn't... Was that 90s? That was 90s. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever seen the movie Like Crazy? It's with uh, Anton Yelchik, uh, R.I.P. No. Wonderful little... I wouldn't call it a rom-com. I would call it like a drama-com. I don't know. There needs to be another term for those kind of movies. Like Punch, Drunk, Love? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a... Yeah. I don't, it needs another word. Rom-com's not the right distinction. Right. Wonderful movie. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Great action movie. Have you seen The Long Shot? Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron. Where uh, she's the vice president or the president? Secretary of State. Close enough. Fucking hilarious movie. Close. It looks good. Go watch it. Fucking hilarious movie. Love Actually. Top 10 rom-com of all time. Um, Again, how this movie wasn't in the top 250 of all time. Marcel the Shell with Shoes on. A24 movie. A24 movie. That looks like, I mean, tears. I, I want to see it put on my list. I need you to just stay put because I love this movie so much that I spent, I don't know, $30 getting a mini. I mean, he's got some heft to him. So it was like a, before the movie, there was like a short and it was on, there was a little series, right? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I believe it was a short. But my little Marcel, he sits on my desk. He'll sit here for the rest of the movie. She, he, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, I'm not sure. The Martian. Good. I mean, that was uh, definitely a top, a top 100 movie of all time. Great yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. Any of the, there was one of the Matrix movies on there. I, I forgot about that. Um, that could have been, see, that could have been a standalone movie. Uh, I know they open up the universe with the sequels, but Matrix was fine on its own. I agree. Um, interesting conundrum. We didn't even, because none of his movies are on the list. Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, no Wes Anderson movie. None. What? None on the top 250? Yeah. What? I didn't say any, did I? I don't think so. No Royal Tenenbaums? No nope. uh, Life Aquatic? Nope. I Grand Budapest Hotel? Favorite that one. was on there. That was like 200-something. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that surprised me. Listen, that's a great movie, but I feel like uh, Royal Tenenbaums are... Easily top hundred movies of all time. Yeah, that would if we did a Wes Anderson list, you gotta put probably Ten Bombs as one. Easily. Yeah. I have all of the James Bond movies. I didn't see any of them on the list. Skyfall no, had to be on the Skyfall, list. Skyfall no, wasn't on the list. Wonderful film. What? Amazing. Yeah, that was okay. just like Dark Knight. That could have been a great standalone film. That was a film. Yes. Skyfall. Uh I'm sorry. Not in the top two fifty of all time. The Princess Bride? What are we doing? Not in the top 250? How is that not in the top 250? That's just fucking stupid. That actually infuriates me that it wasn't on there. Okay. Personal favorite, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Have you seen it? I've seen parts of it. Fucking hey, Rick. This is supposed to be a movie episode. You haven't seen half the movies. I'm telling you. It's like, I want to tell you, if you're watching this podcast, listening to this podcast, if you've not seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, if you're going through a shitty time in your life and you're like questioning things about your life and what you should do... Watch this movie. It will make you feel a lot better about yourself. You're going to really like this movie. Ben Stiller is incredible. I think he directed it, adapted the screenplay or whatever he did for it. Fucking amazing movie. What's the movie with uh, Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray? That that movie. Was Lost, in translation. Yeah, Lost in Translation. Not on the list. Not on the list. Not on the list. Wrong. That, that's another. Rocket Man. Have you seen Rocket Man? The Elton John movie. Yes. Yeah. I have a big problem with the fact that Rami Malek won an Oscar for lip-syncing as Freddie Mercury and fucking Taron Egerton, 
who really sings as Elton John. Not cool. Didn't even get nominated for an Oscar. That is criminal. That is criminal. Yeah, I still, as far as for the movie and the way it shot, I give the edge to the Queen movie. Maybe that's probably why. Uh, I don't. It shouldn't have been snubbed. I agree, Rocketman should not have been snubbed, but I... I Rocketman is better. It's a better movie. Easily better. Not even close. Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. Uh, Steve Carell, Keira Knightley. Nice little rom-com centered around the end of the world. Steve Carell's in a lot more rom-coms than you think. Dan in Real Life. You ever see Dan in Real Life? Great fucking movie. Dan in Real Life. Amazing. Okay, not in the two, top 250 of all time. I know it's cliche. Everyone hates it. The fucking social network. Well done movie. Well done movie. It's not my favorite. You're behind it. Yeah, you know what? Justin Timberlake does a good job as um, the Napster dude. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. It's like, fuck, how is it not on the list? The scene, and I've seen a lot where um, Andrew Garfield like flips the fuck out because his he's, uh, shares got liquidated. I'm sorry. My Prada's in the cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, you better lawyer the stra- stranger than fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Ferrell's first sort of dark role, I mean, darkish role, serious yeah, role. John C. Riley do do a lot of dark roles. Listen, I love this movie. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's so quirky and unique, and I don't think it gets enough love. Um, speaking of love, Stuck in Love, really good little rom com. Love it. Big fan. What is your ratio of rom coms on this? To everything else. Two to one. Three to one. Four to one. Five to one. Six to one. Seven to one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the Terminal. One. Terminal. Good movie. Amazing movie. Yeah. Amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Where I Leave You. Really good movie. It's not like a... I don't know. What would you call these? Just like run-of-the-mill life stories about like families and tragedies and yeah. life. And Is that a rom-com? That's not like a guy meets girl. There's a meet cute. There's like a, they get together at the end kind it's of thing. Its own category. Yeah. What would you call it? I don't know. We got to come up with something. Um, was Little Miss Sunshine on the list? Nope. Should have definitely been on it. The town wasn't on the top two fifty of all time. Epic. Epic movie. That is. Yeah. Talk about like action movies that are like good from like this recent era. That's one of them. Uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. The new Pedro Pascal. I want to see that. You know, it's so funny. I see the memes all the time. I know. Yeah. Gifts of <laughs> Nicholas Cage, like, in the car looking over. They're on drugs. Like, oh, that's why. They're on drugs. The movie, listen, on paper, this should be a fucking dumb movie. But it's because it's Nicholas Cage. He is so good in this movie. And it reminds me of another movie he's so good in that you definitely haven't seen called Pig. It's on my list to see. Yeah, that's it's a recent movie, though. It's three, four, four years old. It's not that new. Okay. Um, he 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 did one pig and then followed up with the massive weight. It's good. Two for two. He killed it. Both of these films. He like gets so much shit for like being like a cartoonish version of himself Buying as a four million dollar tyrannosaurus. Yeah, whatever. But like that, that was like thirty Absolutely. years ago. Fucking amazing. His catalog of movies in the nineties. I mean, like to me, like Con Air. Con Air. I quote Con Air probably. Ten times a week, that movie is fucked. Put the bunny down. <laughs> um, I mean, Varsity Blues. That was a movie when we were kids. That was like... Religiously watched that. Oh, my God. It was great. I feel like it really stemmed like Blue Mountain State. Like, it definitely oh, that. what a great show. What a yeah, great show. show episode. Yeah, we should. Yep. Um, Watchmen. I know it's an adaptation of a comic book, but great movie. Very dark. Okay. The Way... I'm sure you've not seen this movie. It's Martin Sheen. Um, the 
great, great movie. Um, it's a drama. It's about a father and a son. I promise if you watch this movie, you'll cry, you'll laugh, you'll love it, and you'll want to go for a walk. Um, the Way, Way Back, great little rom-com period piece. What If, another rom-com, Wolf of Wall Street we talked about. So your movie at the very end is uh, 2012. Love 2012. Great movie. 500 Days of Summer, Yesterday. Did you see Yesterday? Oh, that is, uh, yes, I've seen it, where uh, the Beatles don't exist. Yeah, cool yeah. movie. Really Great unique. concept, yes. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Really good. And 1917. You know what else was uh, Slumdog Millionaire on that? No. Dude, fuck that list. That's what I have to say. IMDb, well, to be fair, Rick, you're the one that said we should base our discussion off of the IMDb Top 20. No, it's good. It's better if the list sucks, because if it was good, it'd be like, it's great, and then we have nothing to talk about. That's true. It was not a good list, and I... Uh, I, I we got to find a better list. Next we got to find a better list next time for sure. So one thing we kind of dabble into because you brought up Billy Madison, who's got the better catalog of movies or is a better actor? So that's a two part question. Adam Sandler versus Jim Carrey. I have an unpopular opinion. I don't like Jim Carrey as a human being. That's fine. Okay. We're not going to get into the specifics of why me and you could talk about it after. He's just a shitbag. Okay. That being said, uh, our childhood was dominated by I his. Well, yeah. Um, I think he was in more movies than, than Adam Sandler, right? Well, the problem is Adam Sandler with the Netflix contract and everything. He's really ramped up movies later in his career, which are dog shit. But yeah, the... they're not all bad. Hustle. Oh, no, no, not that serious movies, like Uncut Gems, great movies. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, Blended and Jack and Jill. Oh, like, God. Fucking, but those are not well, even Netflix movies. Those pre-Netflix. But even, he's doing, like, some Western Netflix. Yeah. I, okay, I, so then let's just keep it to the 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Both of them. Who has the better film set in the 90s to 2000s? Adam Sandler. I'm going Jim Carrey. Why? Based on what movie? Like, what pushes it towards him for you? Like, as far as, like, superstar, I'm like, yeah, like, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, great movies, but... Big Daddy. Like, okay. I forgot about that one. But then, like, Little Nicky, uh, but, like, Ace Ventura, and then, like, The Mess. So there was a period where, like, Jim Carrey was walking on water. Yeah. I think that's probably... I don't know. Yeah. You got to think about it. The like, Grinch? I, I, I've been thinking... The Grinch? Grinch was a little later on. I mean, that's a little later on. I'm, I'm talking... Yeah, his '90s era was, I think, was impeccable. I think when you ask who's the better actor, that's a really loaded question. Um, yeah, especially with Uncut Gems, like you, you maybe. But then there was Punch, Punch Truck Love. He was talented in that, but Uncut Gems really showed his true acting side. But uh, I think Cowboy he was better and better in Hustle. Honestly, I know it's like a completely different movie. I haven't seen it. Oh, oh God, what else is now <laughs> reoccurring thing with the podcast? <laughs> what is Rick seen? But. Uh, I think it's 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 a hard tie to really pick one over the other. Both, I think, as far as who's like more animated comedy wise, you got to go Jim. Yeah, I mean, I I think like in terms of range as an actor and like their ability to play different characters, Jim Carrey is yeah, got no the limit. Truman Show in that era when he was doing all like slapstick shit. He has no range. He has no limit to his range. I mean, when you think about The Mask, when you think about fucking The Grinch, all the movies where he's playing some absurd character. He could do that. You yeah, couldn't. You yeah. could. You could put Jim Carrey in any of Adam Sandler roles. You could not put Adam Sandler in a few of Jim Carrey's roles. True. I mean, like, I was... like Adam Sandler could have been fucking Ace Ventura, but yeah. he couldn't have been the Grinch. No. Yeah. So I think that you got to give it to 
And apparently, character. I haven't seen any of them, but not that he had to resurge his career, but apparently, he's been great in the Sonic movies. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen them. I've heard good things, but yeah. Yeah, it's Dr. Robotnik. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know what, what are we looking at right now, about an hour? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're about a little bit about an hour. And... Do we want to get, now that I've had two beers, I'm not saying I'm a little tips, but get a little teary-eyed. I did have a topic that may only be more geared towards our generation now that we're in our late 30s. We're, we're looking, we're knocking on 40 more than 35. It's the same distance, but yeah, I'm 37. That's two to 35 and three to 40. So shut the fuck up. Next question. <laughs> two high lives. Got this kid on his ass. <laughs> I got to drive. Um, the topic I want to discuss is children's movies in the eighties and nineties that were a little more harsh. If things become politically correct or what has gone on with that? Two examples I've recently watched. My sons are. All Dogs Go to Heaven and Land Before Time, which are really Don Bluth movies, who was an ex-Disney guy that went off on his own. He did that, like, uh, Fifle, like oh. those movies, yeah. So they all, like, were the same animation as Disney, but they're not Disney movies. Um, Brave Little Toaster, like, all those, like, watch all those now as an adult. Brave Little Toaster is a dark movie. Yeah, there's a scene where, like, the air conditioner, like, fucking snaps at them for like wanting to leave and he just like overheats and dies. <laughs> yes. Um, so what happened? I guess is I, I think with the, the commercialization of children movies pushed towards a different genre of film. The sing along, snazzy, punchy, sell a character type film, right? So. Fievel, for example, like kids are not going to go buy millions of Fievel stuffed animals. It's not that kind of a hero story, but millions of little girls and boys are going to go buy Anna and Elsa dolls, right? So the commercialization of the product from a Disney perspective has sort of dominated the space. So they're not going to take a risk on a dark child movie. Well, the whole movie has to be dark, but I mean... Like even they all have Lion, happy endings. Yeah, they all have happy endings, but like Lion King, was that really like the last movie where somebody like epically and they show like Dude, the character I, I was traumatized by that. They show like yeah, they show him like falling into the the wildebeest flow of traffic, we'll call it. When was the last time a Disney movie's done that? They don't do it anymore. They don't. They don't. I, I don't know if it's a PC thing. I I think it just really boils down to money. I think you make money with characters who are commercials you can commercialize and sell or you don't show it like a great example of it is up in the beginning the first few minutes Elsie, you're crying yeah. because like you see them all grow old together and she passes away they don't show it but she's gone and they never got to go to the the falls or whatnot yeah but so that's the more 2023 way of doing it i yeah i would think so yeah for sure i think that it just makes sense like again it's a commercialization aspect of it Disney's out to make money, and they, you don't do that by making kids cry. <laughs> True, but now what I want to bring it around to now, we're 37 years old. We survived pretty okay, you and I, with that. But that was I don't know, did we? Did we? A lot of us went to therapy. <laughs> I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was Mufasa induced or what, but something in my childhood. <laughs> Watch Land Before Time Night. Tell me when you cry. Yeah, no, um, the initial first 20 minutes. Yeah, not even that. So the yeah. point is, does that make you, for rearing you, I know this is kind of a little bit of a psychology mix-up movie thing, but 
would it really be the end of the world if we kind of brought that back? I just, like I said, I don't think it happens. Just it, because it's all, it's it's a money thing. It's a money thing. You sit in a room aboard and they're like, this is not, not a good move. When you look at, like, at the end of the day, like, the the people that matter are shareholders. And shareholders care about happy-go-lucky movies and they don't give a fuck about stuff that's going to make them think or question or cry. And that's just what it is. I think for, on a whole, when you look at just movies in general, good movies, really fucked up good movies that like kick you in the face of horror or suspense or drama bloom your mind are fewer just in, in, in the grand scheme of things, the a 24s of the world are the exception, not the rule. Mm -hmm. And it boils down to the cost to produce. When you're spending $30 million to make a movie that not 30 million tickets. The dinosaur parents. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, I think there's a lot to be said about how cinema goes in the next 25, 30 years and where we're at. The I'm proliferation sure. of streaming and, and at home theater systems and the cost of it all, you know, it's, it's going to change the way movies are made. And, you know, we're entering a new frontier when it comes to Marvel. Like, we're through the first four phases of whatever and the new sort of multiverse, multiverse that they're uncovering and stuff. It's going to change the way movies are made. I think you can have a Marcel the Shell with shoes on and a big budget, you know, Iron Man movie. They can exist in both places. Marcel will always live on. <laughs> Uh, dude, this was great. Uh, we should do this more often. I think, you know, have a couple months and you could watch all of the 39 movies that you didn't <laughs> need to see that you need to see. We'll call that episode. The, uh, the Rick needs the Rick, Rick finally watched the movies. I think what we'll do is we'll make each other a list of like, say five or six movies. Yeah. Easy for you. Cause there's 50 of them that you haven't seen. Yeah. And we'll, we'll do a recap a little bit down the line. Sounds good. And my top one for you, the first thing you watch is Tideland. And then you tell me, 3 o'clock in the morning, I fucking can't go to sleep at nightmares. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, dude, awesome. Thank you so much. Good looks, bro. Later, bud.